0: Um and how many know that our life with Jesus isn't meant to be endured but celebrated. Amen. Yeah. And I feel like there's just this very important role of joy in the kingdom of God as it's revealed from heaven. You know, and, and the Bible says that the fruit or evidence of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Joy is a fruit. Joy is a fruit. Do you guys know the song? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Tuesday. Okay. The problem with that is why is the fruit so so far down in our heart? Like, shouldn't it be more visible? Our fruit should be obvious. Our fruit, our joy should be pickable. You can pick fruit off a tree. Picking fruit should be literally all over my life. Now, today I'm, t- I'm going to be talking about, about joy. And as it relates to, you know, our lives in the kingdom of God. And what's really funny about this, I was going to wear this sweater this morning because I was like, well, it's kind of chilly and I like to be warm and I'm always cold. And I put it on and after I put it on, I realized that right here, it says, bring the joy. I didn't even know. I mean, it's my sweater. But I didn't even know. I didn't even know it said that. Bring the joy. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring the joy this morning. Romans 14, <laughs> verse 17. I appreciate the clapping. It's great. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, although we're you know, eating right now, which is fine. Um, but righteousness. <laughs> it's like awkward timing. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Or some translations say joy in the Holy Ghost. The culture of the kingdom is joy. Acts 13 verse 52 says the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. See, we cannot be full of the Holy Spirit and lack joy. We cannot. If you are, I, I, I just kind of wonder if there's something going on in your life that's diminishing your joy, that's having an effect on your joy. Rick Warren, he's a pastor of Saddleback Church, and he says this. He says, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. For the kingdom of God is joy. It's joy. And because the culture of heaven is fullness of joy, we too have fullness of joy residing in us and demonstrating through us. So it's time we get serious about joy. 1 Peter 1 Verse 8 and 9 says, without having seen him, you love him. Though you don't even now see him, you believe in him and exalt him with inexpressible and glorious triumphant or heavenly joy. See, heaven, triumphant joy. That's the joy I'm talking about. This is a heaven joy. This is not an earthly joy. And if it's not an earthly joy, it should not be affected by earthly things because it's a heavenly thing. Our joy expressed is a demonstration of the triumph of Jesus. Now, there are two actions on our part that I believe that will launch us into the expression of joy. Because how many know, although we might have the joy, sometimes it's just it's not coming out. Because the the, the cares of life pile on us and weigh us down to, to the point we can't express the joy that we know we have. It gets buried. And these two, these two launchers of joy is one, be filled, and two, then yield. Be filled, then yield. These are our joy launchers. If you have a water balloon and you want that thing to get far, the best, your best option is to put it in a launcher, pull that thing back, and pfft. It can go far. Well, this is what's going to launch your joy. We need to be filled. We need to be so filled of the Holy Ghost, so filled of the Holy Spirit that, that we are launching joy wherever we go. So we need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill me up and then drink the joy cup. We just drink up. And then we give him the reins. We yield to his ways. You will never be more free. I will never be more happy. More satisfied in life than when we've given it all over to Him. Why? Because then you don't have to figure things out anymore. You really don't. The pressure is off. It's the joy is complete. The Lord guides you, and you don't have to worry about mistakes because He doesn't make mistakes. So there's no regrets. The, the kingdom of God. It's, it says righteousness, peace, and joy. And I feel like it, there's a reason it's that order righteousness being in right standing with the lord being holy and pure before him brings peace in your life because you're not living a life of regrets because you're not making all those mistakes when you have peace joy is then released because you don't have all these anxieties anymore and your joy can now be expressed in its fullness be filled There are stories and stories I can tell you about being filled encounters with the Lord where I'm just like wrecked by his presence. Um, One of the first trips that Craig took a team to the Czech Republic, I remember (laughs) my kids were really, really young and I didn't go on this very first trip. And he was telling me how they were at a cafe one afternoon. And him and, and this other guy that was on the trip, they just suddenly just get hit with the Holy Ghost, just suddenly, just, and they start laughing and laughing, and this actually happened in the prayer room this morning too, and it just laughing and laughing, and it just started to bubble up, and, and to the point where they were like falling on the ground and causing a scene, and people are getting confused and maybe offended, and stuff. but it was that filling moment. There are times, uh, I remember in, in our church in, in Toronto, when we when we were there, we, we went up there for just a short three years. Felt longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I remember so many nights um, and mornings too. But we we used to have this night service. Just crawling along the floor, just like so, like drunk in the Holy Ghost, laughing and couldn't even walk because I was just so overfilled with the presence of God. And these are the experiences and the encounters with him. And then yield. The answer to all of your problems and all of life's questions are found in the position of our yieldedness to the Lord. If we would just fully yield to God, we wouldn't worry. We wouldn't because we would trust him completely. We would have such peace Jesus triumphed from the cross, and, and, and in this triumph, he, he literally he, he overpowered the cross and death in a moment, and it was a powerful demonstration of joy. Why? Because there's actually nothing more funnier than this, and you're like, well, it doesn't sound very funny, but think about it. Right at the moment when Satan, when all the demons, when all the powers of hell thought they had won. Right at the moment when they stood in confidence, they were throwing their party, they were doing their victory lap, they're like, we did it, we defeated him. Right at that moment, Jesus got up. He stood up. He demolished the scene of hell. He killed their weird little party vibe that was happening there. He met Satan at his finish line of the victory lap, and he said, it is finished. That stone was rolled away. He walked out like a boss, and he won. He won for you, and he won for me in that moment. It doesn't get any funnier than that. When the enemy thought he had won, then and forever, Jesus said, not today satan literally what a laugh in the face of the devil this is heaven's triumphant joy see the triumph of joy makes a spectacle of the assignment of the enemy and that victory belongs to us today we have that joy so what do we need to laugh in the face of today what has jesus triumphed over that we need to laugh at. There's, we're going to show a video in a second here. And this is a video by um, a man. His name is Kevin Dedman. And he is, he's out of Bethel, Reading. And he has a ministry where he travels and speaks. And, and a really strength of his ministry is Joy. And, and laughing in the face of the enemy and, and so he does some things that make a lot of people very uncomfortable and but he sees miracle after miracle so we're going to show uh, just a little testimony um, from one of his experiences All right. on isn't that incredible now can you imagine in that moment though she was so offended but sometimes your your flesh needs to be offended in order for your spirit to be affected and that's okay so it's okay to go ahead and get happy it's okay to enjoy your your life with Jesus it's okay to have fun in church because he's he won and we won because he won and winning is fun after the, we were watching the Super Bowl and at the very end, you know, and the team is celebrating and there's all this, you know, the fans are going wild and, and Faith looked at, at Craig and she said, what's, what's the other team doing right now? And he said, well, I don't know. They're, maybe they're sitting in the dressing room. Maybe they're sitting in silence. Maybe they're caring for their injuries. But how many know when, when you win, you don't feel the injuries? <laughs> Right? That twisted shoulder, that busted knee, that that's not what you're feeling in that moment. You're feeling the win. You're feeling the victory because winning is fun. Now, I know that for some here today, this is a stretch. Like, I understand that because there are real problems, like the one we just heard about, there are real disappointments difficult decisions that we need to make in life and there are things that are heavy and there are things that we walk through that are sad. I mentioned how we were here in San Diego and then we moved to Canada uh, for what at the time I thought was going to be forever. Um, I didn't know it was going to be only three years and uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal now but back then uh, when God had given me a dream as a little girl that I would live in California and I would Um, live out my destiny for him here in this state, and now I'm moving back to Canada, I thought that dream was dead. And so it was very, very difficult for me for those three years. And um, there were many, many seasons during those three years that I battled with a lot of darkness and depression and um, I love the church, and I love the people. It wasn't about that, and I love the ministry, and we were seeing just God move in crazy ways, like I was talking about, and we saw people receive their sight, and you know, injuries heal. We saw a lot of really, we, you know, people really experienced the Lord, so that was good, but my disappointment was so real, and my darkness was so real. And I would stand in my living room and just cry out to God. And then I would not just cry, but I would dance. <laughs> and dance, and dance, and dance. I would dance upon my disappointment over and over and over and over until the joy was released. I had to. I, ha- I couldn't have survived otherwise. I had to. See, no matter what our circumstances, our joy must mirror Image the Lord and heaven, in the highs and the lows, because heaven's joy is always triumphant. So is our joy pickable? Can you come and pick a joy fruit off my life today, or is it just deep, 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 deep down in my heart to stay? Listen, joy didn't choose. You didn't choose joy. Joy chose you. So now you have to choose to express it. You're like, Renee, it's not that simple. Yes, it is. It's not easy, but it is that simple because simplicity is key in our lives. Simplicity. <laughs> We make it hard because we focus on the wrong things. And, and, and the, the Bible says, he, he, he under, God understands, so this is in the Bible for our help. He says, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you, First Peter 5, 7. And he cares about, and he's here to help. The word casting used in this verse literally is, is it's a Greek word, um, epiriptu. It's, it's a compound of two words, and the word epi means upon or on top of something, and riptu means to hurl or throw, violently fling something, is what it means. And the word cares is actually the Greek word for anxiety. So what he is saying is to violently throw upon him your anxiety. See, God wants us to have a target for which we fix our anxiety, our cares of this world on, and that target is him. So cast or heave that on him. What do you have anxiety about? Because it's going to affect your joy. Maybe you're like, I don't think I have joy. You do. You have it. It's just buried because all the anxieties and cares of life are are, are piled on top of it. So it's time to just kind of like throw with violent force kind of everything in you. If You're like, I don't have any energy. Everything you have left, you just take it and you throw it upon him. To load off the heaviness for the garment of praise the Bible talks about. And, and, and you know, I love how it talks about... Uh, it doesn't say that it disappears. He says, I will carry it. Cast it on me. I will carry it. Because you guys, you know those, your problems don't disappear. You know that. You're like, well, I, I, I hand them over to God, but I still see them, and I still have to work through this situation. I still have to walk this out. And that's very hard because they don't disappear, but now you're not carrying it anymore. And there is a huge difference. I'm telling you, when I'm bringing groceries up the stairs of my house, all in one trip, it doesn't matter how many, all in one trip, there's a big difference between me bringing them up myself or Craig bringing them all up and me walking beside him. <laughs> I can still see the bags, But I don't feel the weight anymore. Amen? Amen. He wants us to throw our cares on him so he can care. We can still see them. We still have to walk it out with him. But we don't feel the weight anymore. Instead, we feel the joy. We can express the joy because there's nothing covering it or weighing it down. He's so good, guys. He's so good. He, ah, We can smile because he's good and he's got all the things that that's buried in my life. He's got it. He wants to carry it for me. Listen, we can have responsibilities, but we can refuse to have anxieties. We can heave it on him with violent force. So he carries it for us. Our joy should be and can be pickable. I, re- I really believe that. T.G. Jake says this. He says, if you don't rejoice, the devil will think he's winning. That what he's doing is working, so he'll keep doing it. <laughs> but when you rejoice, he'll be like, oh, I don't think this is working. I think I'll just go over here and work somewhere else. Show the Lord you trust him and the devil you don't. how do we do that? How do we make our joy pickable? How, do, how, do, how can I make my life so that you can be like, I want some of that. Praise. Praise God. He is worthy. The Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Laugh. Laugh at the enemy. Laugh at the assignment of, of the evil one. Let's show him what we really think. You know, that that's hilarious that you think that you're going to take me down with that because God is greater inside of me than anything on the outside. And dance, dance upon disappointment. Dance until you can't dance anymore. It's under our feet. The Bible says that he is under our feet, that the evil one is under our feet, which means we can stomp around on him all we want. Isaiah 54 Isaiah 54 says this. He says, shout for the Lord, infertile one, you who have not given birth to any child. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. In the message it says, sing bearing woman who have never had a baby. Fill the air with song. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground. For your tents, make your tents large, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Sometimes we think, well, if we step out and we risk and we do this and we do that, we're going to be embarrassed. What if, what if it doesn't work out? You're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to come up short. See, that word cry that I read in that first verse of the NSB is really the word scream cry aloud and it means to scream aloud and it doesn't mean scream like I'm scared like ha ha. it's not like that it's like it's scream with extreme celebration that type of scream before the answer comes it's a triumphant joy of scream before the answer comes to you so the day after the Super Bowl we went to Disneyland and um you know how they're like, what are you going to do now after, you know, you won? And you're like, I'm going to Disneyland. Well, he did. He went to Disneyland the next day, and we didn't know that. But we were there, and there was a parade to honor, you know, the, the winner of the Super Bowl. And, well, we thought it would be the winners, the whole team, but it was one guy. Just Patrick, just the quarterback. But anyway, uh, it was funny. So we're waiting to to see this parade, and I'm going to show a video um, uh, that Craig took (laughs) of this. And I want you to pay particular attention. You're not going to see this child, but you're going to hear him, okay? And you're going to hear him scream, Patrick! Patrick! Okay, so just listen to this. This kid was like right here by us. And he's like, Patrick, before Patrick ever saw him. This was extreme scream of celebration of what was about to happen. When Patrick would lock eyes with me, he's thinking, I'm going to be screaming his name. He, he, it, was, it was like the, the scream of joy before it was happening. He was like anticipating something really awesome in that moment. And right at the end, he looked at him and it, was, it just made his life. This was an anticipation moment. It was like all his dreams were coming true. See, the area that is most barren in us that needs the most breakthrough that's the most devastating that's the hardest that's what we sing over that's what we cry or scream over that the area you have the least breakthrough in the lowest amount of joy that you feel you scream or you shout in anticipation of what's to come and I know this is hard because we live and we function in the now. And we see what we see. But we need to understand that when we dismiss the reality of what's in front of us in order to believe the reality of what God's already done for us, we bring God, the God that is outside of time into our present time in order to enforce the pastime of victory that he won on the cross. And this is victorious, triumphant joy. He already knows your answer has been answered because he's already in the future and he saw what's happened and he was in the past and he made it happen. So your joy initiates the power of God to release what's already been done and about to be yours. It was done 2,000 years ago, but we just need to partner with him. Emotional expression is important. It's not fake, it's faith. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And two of these are emotional expressions. It's okay to be emotional for the right reasons. See, there are elements of faith that are spiritual and elements are practical. You know, and taking time to be joyful in the middle of storms and in the middle of our serious life for Jesus in the face of your impossible situation is so important. The scripture we just read from Isaiah references practical steps. It talked about enlarging, it talked about what you should do as you're preparing for what's to come. So, what are practical actions that you feel like you need to take in the face of that impossible situation, in the face of that difficulty? that you have in front of you, the barrenness that you're screaming at, the the place that you're laughing in the face of. What, What do you need to make space for in the natural to scream at as an action faith step in order to launch what God wants to do because he's already done it? God cannot not respond to your faith. And one of the ways that we initiate is through joy in the Holy Ghost because that is the kingdom of God. So what are you believing for? What do you need in your life? I mean, it can be like reconciliation of a situation. It could be, I just need a new house. It It could be, I'm believing for a child. I mean, there's so many things that we face. If it's a new house, why don't you go pick up some moving boxes? You're like, well, I don't have any money for a new house. Do you have money to pick up moving boxes? Yeah. Okay, do that. We did that when we were looking to buy our last house, and it was ridiculous. We didn't. We're like, well, I don't know how we're gonna get this house. And Craig's like, I feel like Lord's saying to go get moving boxes. So we like searched and found some, I think, on OfferUp, and we went and picked up all these moving boxes. And all these moving boxes were sitting in our garage for months, just sitting there. It seemed ridiculous. It seemed like laughable that someone would be like, "What are you doing?" We started looking. We, I mean, what we were putting out there to the, the mortgage company and what we had to offer was ridiculous. It was funny. But it was our action step that could we believe that God was saying it's time to move, so we just stepped out and did it. and we are in our new house. You know, so what is it? How, how serious is it? Is it like a life-threatening situation? What do you need to do to initiate the faith in your heart and the belief in God that what he said he's faithful to do? We're believing for an explosion in our prayer room here. And actually, this morning, it was like crazy. Uh, Gretchen said she came in the church and she was like, oh, there's nobody here. And she went in the prayer room. She's like, oh, I found everyone. You know, they were all in there. And it was like really, really full in there. But um, about two weeks ago, Craig and I were, uh, he was in the prayer room. It was just in the weekday. And he was praying. And I came in and I was going to pray with him. we were going to pray together. And um, I got in there and he said, Renee, I feel like um, there's going to come a time where we're going to need to tear down this wall. Because it's a smaller room, and then it's a bigger room. So if you tear on the wall, it's like big. Yeah. And I said, we need to tear on the wall like right now. Yeah. And I pictured myself tearing down the wall because, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know, like tearing on the wall. Um, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. We just need to tear on the wall right now. We don't need to wait. And he's like, okay. Well, it, like an hour later, Joel was in there tearing on the wall. So if you you couldn't see it from the prayer room side today, but if you go on the other side, like part of the wall is already coming down. <laughs> We're tearing down the wall to make room for what's coming. Amen. Some. <laughs> there you go. I'm putting up walls. We need to take them all down. Practical actions for spiritual and natural breakthroughs. That scripture says you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over nations. See, the effect of your scream today and your action steps today don't stop in the moment before you, but it goes on. Its shout goes on for generations to come. Your children, verse 13 says, will have peace and well-being. Your sons will be taught by the Lord. This is serious, guys. This is serious because it literally goes on for generations to come. It's not just right now. It says you will expand to the right and you will expand to the left. The Lord's saying, I will give to the people who are joyful. I will bring increase to the families who are joyful, the people who are willing to step out and be like, I believe the joy of the Lord is my strength. I believe it's my way of advancement. And he will bring increase to you and your generations. Now, the other flip side of this, you can also stop the hand of the Lord. We can do that. When David had the Ark of the Covenant, and there was like a lot, you, you can read the story for yourself another time, I won't get into it, but there were, things were rough at this season. And the past people made a lot of mistakes And David was in a situation where he's like, I just really want the presence of God back in Jerusalem. I just really want this to happen. And so he decided to do something pretty extreme. He decided to dance naked down the street. And oddly enough, the ark followed him. (laughs) It's like kind of weird. So he's dancing naked before the Lord and everyone else. And the ark is following him. And his wife is in their house, I guess, and she's looking out the window and she is mortified and embarrassed at, like at what David's doing. And uh, which is aw- odd in itself that she wasn't out because everyone was out there and she was already not there. So she's angry at him. And I mean, I, how many know that some things just don't translate? It's like, you gotta be there. <laughs> well, I feel like this is probably one of them, but, <laughs> uh, but still, She didn't receive his offering to the Lord. Her name was Michael, and she she lost the chance of her future life of children because she despised the worship joy of her husband that he was presenting towards the Lord. See, we can impact the extent of our breakthrough. All kingdom issues are internal heart issues. So our inner world will affect our outer world. The Bible says that may you prosper even as your soul prospers. It also says that laughter is good medicine. So we need to laugh till we feel better. So if you laugh a little bit and you don't feel better, just laugh some more. You're like, Renee, it feels fake. Listen, don't be so afraid of counterfeit or not being real that you embrace depression. that's not your reality why because that's not god's plan for your life that's how i know it's not your reality so don't be so afraid of being fake that you embrace the enemy's assignment for your life you faith it till you make it our personal strength in life is equal to our joy The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we will never have a level of strength beyond our degree of joy. So if you're feeling weak, I think joy is the answer. See, the devil has power but no authority. Okay? He has no authority but he has power. When we come into agreement with what he's presenting to us in our lives and we come into agreement like this is true, we give him over some of the authority. And therefore we'll remain stuck in our circumstance because we no longer have the full authority to bring ourselves out of it with the Lord because we've given it away. So Michael, David's wife here, she lost the ability to be fruitful and actually digressed in her relationship with the Lord because she couldn't accept the expression of joy and the dance before the Lord. But instead, she embraced the assignment and plans of the enemy to make her angry, to make her embarrassed, to hide away, to not be a part of what God was doing. Now, I'm not saying that we should have services where all we do is dance and laugh. I mean, we could. I'm not saying that that's what we should do all the time, though. But what I'm saying is a lifestyle of joy and expressible joy of the Lord is what will prepare us to inherit the very future that you've asked the Lord for. So it's a lot bigger than a one-off moment of just getting through the situation. It's literally the generations to come. Let me close with this, and I'll have the worship team prepare to come. Be filled, then yield. Be filled, then yield. Smith Wigglesworth said, Being filled with the Spirit is a luxury, but not just a luxury, a divine command. One of Heidi Baker's continual prayers is, Possess me, Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is a continual encounter with the one who rules and reigns. See, we cannot just have a thinking relationship with God. We need to have a drinking relationship with God. The more you drink, the better you'll think. And I know that sounds weird because that's not the way it works in the world. (laughs) Don't try that out there. But in the kingdom, things are flipped upside down. The more you drink, the better you'll think. Come to me and drink, he says. See, you can't drink with your mouth closed. So when you are speaking the praises, when you are releasing the laughter, when you are, are joyful, uh, shouting, screaming in hope, you are drinking up the Spirit of God that's releasing the presence of God in the face of fear, in the face of disappointment, in the face of disillusion. And you are, you are going and, and the answer is, is, is coming to you because your faith is going out and the answer is coming back. Now this is going to make people uncomfortable. Me crawling around the floor laughing, can't stand it up. That made some people feel awkward. But that was the hardest three years of, of my life. Some of the hardest. I, I cried more. I, like I said, I fought depression. I, I lost my smile. But the, the more I danced and the more I shout and the more I, I was filled with the spirit of God, it, it, things got lighter. And it, it made sense. I I knew I couldn't survive without it. I had to. It was life and death for me. The devil was relentless on my life. In those those years, he he tried. And I'd already been through a bunch of stuff before that in my life. But these were some dark times. C.S. Lewis said, joy is the serious business of heaven." So we need to get serious about joy, naked dancing down the street, (laughs) crawling across this floor with belly laughs and happy tears, shouting till you lose your voice, laughing in the face of cancer. See, if joy is the serious business of heaven, that means that many times the The kingdom of heaven is taking care of something serious in the presence of joy. So if you find yourself laughing in a painful setting and people are offended by it, you just say, I'm sorry, I'm just taking care of some serious business over here. I'm sorry that offends you, but this is a serious matter. I have to laugh at it. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And heaven is the full version of the kingdom of God. So our reflection should mirror the joy of the Lord. I should pick joy off you, and you should pick joy off me. And as we release the fullness of joy, the things that are holding us back and bearing us down will change. They will. They will. Why don't you stand? There's two action steps today. One is in a a little bit we are going to um, leave in celebration. We're going to sing and shout and dance our way out of here. Laugh our way out of here. That's one action step. The other is a, a choice. I, w- I want us to make a decision today to align ourselves with the right people, okay, who fan the flame of joy in our lives. You guys know there are joy killers out there, <laughs> and it's so important because we can make a decision, but then we are the company we keep. So you make a decision that you're going to be serious about your joy, but it's only going to last as long as, as the company you keep. So some, you might feel, this might not be for everyone, but I feel like it might be for a couple people, and that's why I really felt to put it in there, is that if you're like, gosh, I just have some people in my life that really just, just push me down in my joy. Like, there's so much negativity that it's really hard to stay joyful and stay positive. You might have to make some adjustment there in order to protect your joy and, and protect the fullness of the kingdom of God to be released in your life because that's what's important and that's what's going to bring heaven to your earth. Okay? I want to ask this Is there anyone here? today that you're like, I have a very serious situation that needs joy um, that I just, I want joy to be released on today because like the testimony that was shared, like I need to see that. Is there anyone? Now I know I, like all eyes are open and everyone's looking around, but you know what? Sometimes, all the time, things of the kingdom are, are not meant to be comfortable. So sometimes we just need to make a bold statement. So if there's anyone that's like, I have a situation, just raise your hand. We're gonna do this as a family today. Can you see the hands? What we're gonna do is we're gonna celebrate in the face of that situation. I'm going to pray. I'm going to release the kingdom of God. We are going to receive it by faith because it's not a feeling. It translates into a feeling, but it doesn't always start that way. I'm telling you what, this week in my preparation for today, it wasn't like a joyful week. I was like, Lord, (laughs) this is great. (laughs) I'm not feeling the joy, you know, but apparently I'm bringing the joy, so <sighs> be filled. We had an explosion of joy in the prayer room this morning. It was just crazy. Just suddenly, just people were laughing and dancing and shouting, and, and I feel like we're going to experience it right here, but not for no good reason, but for very good reason for so your joy can be complete so heaven can come to earth and miracles can be released okay this is serious business guys some of you are going to get healed right now some of you are going to experience breakthrough in a relationship right now it's like you're like well i thought we had a long long road and boom there's a healing situation a miraculous situation some of you are, there's someone that's been believing for a job and there's like a specific job that you've been needing for a, a long time and you've just been like praying and believing. And I believe as, as, you, as you celebrate of what's to come, you scream in anticipation that job is gonna be realized and released this week in your life. There's someone that's been believing for uh, like a healing of a family member that has a... Um, like a, um, a chronic condition. Today, as we celebrate, the answer is going to come. I think we should just get a little closer. I don't know. We need to change it up, right? I think we just need to move a little closer. Who wants, who's gonna do that? Who's gonna move? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were at a conference, whatever it was, a month ago, i, I don't know if I told. You. I think I maybe did, but the—they the, wouldn't even—they wouldn't even give the altar call, and I ran. I would run to the front. I would jump over people. I—I I wish you'd see me. I think you would have been proud. I don't know, maybe, or embarrassed. One or the other maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> it's like it's like when your kids do something awesome, you're like, "Ah, that was kind of awkward but kind of awesome." <laughs> Sometimes we just have to be desperate. And in our desperation, in our expression, the kingdom of God is advanced and released in our lives. So we're going to celebrate We're gonna sing and we're gonna dance, and um, if if you're part of the ministry team and you want to like, you feel like there's people that need uh, prayer this morning, I want you to be released to go and laugh at them, (laughs) whatever you feel in the moment. But just to release the joy of the Lord and the celebration of the kingdom, because I believe in this moment miracles are going to be released.